0: are listening to the grace of bel-air sermon podcast grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in jesus christ through discipleship and serving one another for additional information you can visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com and now we invite you to enjoy this week's sermon
1: day to be in God's house. Uh, God is so faithful, isn't He? I'm so grateful for the moving of God's Spirit, and God's not done. Praise His name. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to uh, share with you this morning um, a message that Jesus gave to His disciples. It's found um, in John 14 and parts of 14, 15, and 16, where he said, I will not leave you alone. And um, he spoke this, John 14, 1, he said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And then John 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18 I will ask the Father and he will give you another I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That is the spirit of... OK. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. And the scene that's here uh, was really what we could describe as a hot mess. The disciples where um, Jesus was talking with them and uh, he said three times in these few chapters, don't let your hearts be troubled. And, uh, but they were, they were so distracted uh, they just couldn't comprehend, even when he said, I'll, I won't leave you as orphans, I'll come again. Um, one of the things that uh, we've had the joy of, my wife and I, is raising uh, four children, rearing four children, and, um, and now having seven grandchildren. One of the things I know is this uh, when families, when our family gets together, whether it's Christmas, or Thanksgiving, or vacation, or just regular plain old pizza night. And if you have any number of grandkids there, sooner or later, someone is going to cop a two. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And the next thing you know, that's like, that's worse than COVID. I mean, it just spreads. There's no mask that'll help that. And the next thing you know, everyone's all worked up. And they're about to commandeer that whole occasion because it's all about that little four year old. Now, can someone say, Amen? I know what you're talking about. Uh, and, but it's also been delightful to watch uh, how our daughters and sons in laws handle that situation. They seem to have a good capacity and ability to calm, to comfort and finally get them on track so they can participate. That's a major accomplishment. Every once in a while, it ends with just being sent to the bedroom. How many know what I'm talking about? That's the final thing, sent to the bedroom. In fact, when we were raising our kids, one of our daughters, she's the, we had to send her to the bedroom on her birthday party. She's the only kid that we've ever had, or only child I knew, that on their own birthday party, they had to be sent to their room. It got so out of hand. And the night that uh, Jesus was talking with His disciples, um, as I read through this, I was so appreciative of it. Um, as I watched my daughters, I'm so appreciative of them. They have the ability to to listen and to comfort and to validate the experiences of those that are all out of sorts and yet get them back on track rather than the good old days like when I was raised, if we cried at the wrong time, it was like stop crying, <laughs> be a man, boys don't cry, how many of you know what I'm talking about, go to your room right now, you know, you're embarrassing us and, and uh, it was just, that's the way it was back in the day. And Jesus, as He talked with His disciples, He realizes that they're the sole link to carrying on the Great Commission and why He was about to die in a few hours. In fact, in John 16, 5, they're they're going on all these things, this mess. And Jesus flat out says, isn't anyone going to ask Me of you 12 men where I'm going? And he's been saying, if I go away, I'm going to come again. And I'm the truth, the life, and the way. And in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to do all these things. And I don't know if there's anything that could quite be as bad as being left as an orphan or being utterly alone and not have the ability to talk with your parents and for it to sink in that they don't love me or they wouldn't have left me as an orphan if, if they have done that uh, intentionally. And Jesus is trying to comfort them and prepare them, but they're obsessed with this personal loss and also what their future livelihood would be and what their station life would be. Remember, they just, they just laid down everything for three years and now Jesus says, I'm going to go away from them from you. He also talked with them about the social consequences of being a follower of Jesus Christ. He was trying to be real with them. And they didn't want to hear any of this. He told them that they would be kicked out of the temple for following him, that the world wouldn't believe them, the world would persecute them. But he also said that I'll turn your sorrow into joy. And he also said I say these things to you, that you may have peace in me. In this world you'll have trouble, but I've overcome the world, and in me you'll have peace. And so, in John chapter fourteen, fifteen, and 16, he talks to them about what's it mean, I'll not leave you to be orphans. He talks about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You see, friends, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the presence of G- of the Holy Spirit is The Holy Spirit is Jesus in the Spirit. It's the Spirit of Jesus present in the church, working among His people. But Jesus said, I have to go so He can come because I'm here with you one-on-one and I'm with 12 or I'm with 5,000 or I'm with 15,000. But when I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit so that wherever you go, the Spirit of Jesus and the heart of the Father will be there, praise God. And in these days and in these times that we live, God wants us to embrace the ministry and the presence of the Holy Spirit as the presence of Jesus and the Spirit of Jesus that's here among us. To expect a miracle from the Lord, to doubt our doubts, and believe our beliefs. To put spiritual roundup on the doubts that we're assailed with because of the spirit of this age and to get out the Miracle grow fertilizer and fertilize our beliefs. Is there an amen in the house this morning? Yes. Doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs. Remember, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I've come to have life and have it more abundantly. When the enemy comes and one of his first uh, offensive weapons is this, Jesus in the parable of the seed of the sower said, when the seed of God is sown, the first thing that he does, the enemy does, is come and through unbelief, he takes away. He takes away what the Lord has deposited in our heart. And so Jesus said. Four things I want to share with you this morning. I believe this is a word from the Lord. The Holy Spirit, He said, He will testify of me. John 15, 26. When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will testify about me. The Holy Spirit The word is advocate, it's helper, it's comforter, it's also intercessor, it's defender and it's prosecutor. The Holy Spirit will come to defend us in this day, praise His name. Sometimes it feels as though that we are all alone in this world. I want you to know that we have the greatest defense attorney that this universe has ever seen called the Holy Spirit who comes to defend. Jesus said, remember, he said, the servant's not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. He comes to testify of the Holy Spirit. He comes to testify of the Holy Spirit through greater works. He comes to testify of the Holy Spirit's presence through speaking to us. He comes to testify as people are change as that salvation happens, occurs in an individual's life. He comes to minister and to heal. And I just, I just sense the Lord is here today in a powerful way. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is here to heal. He's to draw so that he can testify of the goodness of God. Can someone say amen? Yes. Yes. This is not something that is only for those who are super good, super holy, super righteous. This is the will of the Father that the spirit testifies to the presence and the reality of Jesus Christ through the works that he does. Praise his name. Recently in grace we as we've gathered together for prayer on on Wednesday nights and as we've given ourselves to prayer. And the Lord has moved in some wonderful ways. And so I, I've asked, there's something that uh, Pastor Josh was sharing with me that, that happened to Grace in Espanol. Josh, I'm going to have you come for just a couple of minutes and share this testimony with us. It's uh, really a blessing. God bless you.
0: Amen, amen. Isn't God our God good? <laughs> yes. Amen. Isn't our God so good? Amen. Yes, we, we've been seeing how God has just been uh, showing up. You know how many know that there is—he—he you know, he is omnipresent, right? He is everywhere at all times. That's something we know, we believe. No matter we're in the tops of mountains or the darkest of pits, He is there. Yeah. But isn't there something special when His presence manifests mm-hmm. among us? His manifest presence with us. I know a few weeks ago during our gathering of Grace in Español, uh, we have some hermanos y hermanas aquí que están. We're all together, and we just had such a Such a wonderful encounter with the Holy Spirit. Um, It was funny because I was super nervous before this gathering. I was like, I have nothing. I was telling myself, I got nothing. Like message-wise, plan-wise, I know we're going to get together. We're going to sing some songs. All the Lord gave me that night was a verse out of Revelation about, uh, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But that's all I had I didn't have any points after that I just I had some ideas I had some things but I just was super nervous mm-hmm. and before we finished worship time was beautiful uh brother Daniel Nathan so he led us right with that time uh which is our rmanasi, and just it was a, an amazing moment and then after that I get up to preach and I'm like all right Lord let's see where, where you take this tonight <laughs> and all of a sudden before I know it I had a, a brother share a testimony of just how God has showed up in his life and flips it upside down. You have no idea. Like, the people that didn't understand at one point all of a sudden are like, they're telling me about Jesus. And then all of a sudden another person then gets up and says, I want to share a testimony. And then somebody shares a testimony of how God showed up at work. And then another person gets up, shares a testimony, how God provided in this place. Another person gets up, shares a testimony, saying, you guys were an answer to prayer. Another person gets up and shares a testimony. And so the room is just charged (laughs) with faith. And I'm sitting here. I literally just took a stool. I put it back, and I just sat. And I just watched the Lord just move, just encouraging the body with testimony. And I was like, that's so funny, Lord. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. He's so present, and then somebody came to me, and my mom came to me uh, earlier that night. I was like, Josh, I just, ever since I've been coming here, I just hear the Lord say, healing, 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 healing. I'm like, well, praise the Lord, amen, we'll, we'll pray. Um, and then all of a sudden, somebody else said the same thing. <laughs> ever since I came in, I just hear the Lord saying, healing, healing, healing. And I'm like, wow, okay, praise the Lord. Then all of a sudden, another person that comes to me and tells me, I just sense the Lord. And it was one of our dear sisters. It was just, she said, like, with tears in her eyes, I sense the Lord is here with us. And And I also, I keep hearing the word healing, healing, healing. My hands are on fire. I'm sweating. I don't know. But I just know the Lord is here. And then she said, I also hear the Lord say thyroid and then I hear another word that I don't I don't know what it means I don't know what it is and she says the word and I'm like no is, is that tongues I don't know I don't know what this word is I don't know what, what the Lord is doing here so then all of a sudden I just feel like well God is speaking God is here and God wants to heal in that moment, I was about to announce to the room and be like, hey, anybody, you know, that needs with this? And, but I decided not to. Uh, I just felt the Lord say, no, hold back. Uh, call, calls over just the one individual. One individual. Uh, in my head, I you know, was thinking, maybe this person knows who needs prayer. Maybe this person knows who, who needs an encounter from God. And I come and say, like, you, you got to hear what the sister is saying. You got to hear and then as she just begins to explain what this, this was, the, 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 what she felt the Lord wanted to heal, come to find out that moment, the individual that came, it was her that God wanted to heal. It was her. That, that word that we didn't know what it was, was the name of the issue that had been suffering. In that moment, the power of God fell on my sister. My sister. The power of God, the love of God, and our group just witnessed. It, it was that feeling like God is here with us, mm-hmm. and God does not forget about His children ever. And so we, we we just receive it, we believe it, and we're just believing a full and total healing in Jesus' name. What He released, what the word and knowledge that was given. Why would God do that? Right. Why would he share somebody in the room who has no idea about something, specifically that, so that the person could know? It was heaven invading earth. It was heaven saying, I'm here. Yes. And I'm ready to move. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we believe it. God bless Thank you. God. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. So Josh? Uh, there's a little more to the story. The word was Hashimoto. Right? The person that the Lord touched that night, her mom is right here, and the word Hashimoto that the Lord gave to a sister, she had no idea what that word was, but that was the exact condition of that thyroid that the the Lord wanted to heal. And so... I asked, I turned around in the worship service. I said, how's she doing? How's your daughter doing? She said, she's healed. She's saying she's healed. She praises God. And that was, what, two or three weeks ago. Will you give Lord praise this morning? Praise His name. Amen. (laughs) Jesus also said this, that when He comes, the Holy Spirit is going to do the heavy lifting. The Holy Spirit's going to do the heavy lifting He comes to do the work that we cannot do and that only God is able to do. In John 16, verses 7 and 8, he said this, But I tell you the truth, this is to your advantage that I go away, for I do not go away. If I do not go away, this Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. And He, when He comes, will convict. That word, elencho, is convict. Prove, convince to the world concerning sin and righteousness and the judgment. That's the judgment to come. When He comes, He comes to do the heavy lifting and the word literally means that the Holy Spirit, listen to this church, He works on the conscience of the world. God who's created everyone in His image, has created us with a God-sized blank that only He can fill. He knows how to reach people in spite of the walls, in spite of the unbelief, and in spite of the doubt. He knows how to reach them. I shared in the first service that it's been about 10 years, 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that now, one of our family members came to me and said, I want to talk with you. And they shared how they no longer believed in God. I was devastated beyond words. Not, not you a four-hour conversation way into the wee hours of the morning. It's unbelievable to me. still is. Now remember, at first, it was very hard to pray because to pray was to admit the condition. And this person that I love so dearly I could I could not admit that condition because my heart would could be seized with terror. What happens if they're going down the highway? What happens if they're driving somewhere at night? What happens if they go into eternity without God? Not this one. And so it was easier for me to avoid praying to that I didn't have to deal with that reality. Time went on, and there was this wall that was put up of doubt and unbelief. I couldn't, I tried talking, tried to broach the subject, but I couldn't get through. And the Lord in His great mercy said to me, He said, I want you to know I had a a dream. Thank God for dreams. How about you? Thank God for just-in-time word from the Lord. Because we live in real time. We serve a real Savior. A Heavenly Father that's not willing that any should perish, but all would come to repentance and salvation. And I had this dream, and I'm walking on a parallel path. And there's this huge concrete wall, and I can't communicate this way. But the Lord showed me this Holy Spirit satellite in the air. That the satellite can do what I can't do. When I can't communicate this way, my prayers have an effect with God And God can reach down and find a person anywhere. Can someone say amen? Praise God. He does the heavy lifting. What it does is free us to love God. Frees us to serve God. Frees us from the guilt. Frees us from denial or banging our head or getting desperate and driving someone even further away from the Lord. He said, when I come, I'm going to prove, convince, and convict them. He's working on the conscience and the soul of every person that He's created. Praise God. Amen. He said, I won't leave you as an orphan. That desperate feeling. I remember I was a teenager up in northeastern Pennsylvania. We We were at Memorial Day picnic or something. These teenage kids were swimming in the lake. Three of them. And all of a sudden, one slipped under. And the local farmers came. I'll never forget when they recovered that body. The parents. That was it. The enemy wants to tell you that that's it. (laughs) That there's no more hope. God wants us to know that when Jesus sends the Holy Spirit, that He works at saving and He's at work in the soul of those people that you pray for. You keep praying. Praise God. You keep praying. Praise His name. You keep praying. The third thing Jesus said to great comfort, He said, but you must also testify of Me. John 15, 27 said these words, and you will testify also because you have been with me from the beginning. Another version is that you, you must also testify of me. He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by the Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Wow, he doesn't leave us as orphans. What's it mean to testify of the Lord? Well, first of all, church, it means to fall in love with Jesus. That's, that's what it means, first of all. It means to pursue His ways. It means, to, it means to pray and ask. Three times in John 14, 15, and 16, He said, let not your hearts be troubled. But six times He said, Ask and pray. I think that's a pretty good formula, don't you? So would you commit with me for every trouble that you have that you'll pray two prayers of belief in the Lord? And we have a lot of reasons on the surface to be troubled the day that we live in. These are perilous times. These are troubled times. But Jesus says, he says, I've overcome the world. Amen? Some say, uh, I don't like this aging business. Can anyone identify with that? <laughs> Thank you, Ray. <laughs> you pull hamstrings you didn't used to pull. Is that right? You can't bend over <laughs> like you used to. And when you tie your shoes you wonder, what else in the world can I do while I'm down here? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't like this business. Uh, my wife and I watched something on Netflix the other night, and I thought the guy at first, I thought he was 90. So I thought he was 90. Then I said, well, maybe he's mid-80s. Afterwards, we found out the guy's only 78. I said, "Oh my goodness!" And he was a man up in the Alaska wilderness, rough, tough, you know, working everything. I said, "Where's that leave the rest of us, right?" I said, "Babe, (laughs) I'm not too many years. I'm going to be 78. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you've heard me say, age is a process of making adjustments till you can't adjust anymore. That's it. You're right. You know what I'm saying? So, but I mean, if you're aging, you what's going to happen?" inflation's going up. What's going to happen? These are all these things that we can, can be concerned about. But, but Jesus Jesus said this. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled, but you ask and pray. Whatever you ask and pray, the Father will give you that He may be glorified. So let's, let's doubt our doubts and let's believe our beliefs. Let's pour on the miracle grow of faith and the spiritual roundup Against the doubts that are there, praise God. Testify of me. It's also done through the effective work of the church. That's how we testify. This meeting today is a testimony of the reality and the faithfulness of God. Wednesday night, I mentioned to you that I'm in the, the Gen Now room. That thing was filled with, with, with kids. God's doing a great work. Uh Yesterday, the, the Royal Rangers had a bike thing and there was three guys, three adults that were biking with them and they had some Ranger boys and I was talking to one of them. He said, oh, yeah, it was good. I said, how hot was it? He said, it was really very lovely, very nice. Ten miles is all shade and they got a bicycle merit. But what you, one of the things that they were impressed with, impressed with, that they're, listen, how good is this when men, men are leading the way? That's a testimony of the reality of God. See, we're modeling that. And so the church, the effective working of the church, whether it's through missions or the community or the faithful, our faithful giving, our faithful being here. And I just want to say this. Look, I love everybody. I'm your friend. I'm your pastor. I'm in good terms with most people. If you're not on good terms with me, I'm just going to be straight up with it. Something's not right. That's all I can say. I'll love you. I'll bear with you. I'll, you know, there's number I've spoken truth to you in my office. I don't want that to be the principal's office. I want that to be the pastor's study. But I'll speak truth to you, but I'll love you. I'll love you, but you need to be in the house of God. You need to be in the house of God. Is there an amen? Well, yeah, if you're here, at least you can say amen, all right? I don't want anyone else to say... You need to be in the house of God. Now, I know there's some extenuating circumstances. I understand all that. But I just want to be honest with you. The trouble with missing church is that you get to a place where you no longer miss being with the people of God. And so the Lord is gathered together... And he said, you must testify of me. Another way that we testify of the Lord is through our life and it's through the church. But the other way is, is being out and being bold in our witness. Does it mean turn or burn? Not necessarily. But it means that we testify of the Lord. One of the things I'm really proud of, that there's a, a group of around, call it around college age kids, uh, adults, that are now purposed together to disciple and witness this summer and grow closer to the Lord. Can someone say amen? So the other night, they went to Walmart in Aberdeen, right? They went to Walmart, and they were going up to people and saying, can we pray for you? So Skylar, I've asked Skylar to come, and she's just going to share something. She's going to share something with us that will build our faith.
2: Yes. And as I was praying this morning, I was just praying of like, what do I believe that God wants to say? Is that, and that he is too good to not share. So he is too good to not share. And so as a, a group of us, we're going out um, together to go to Walmart in Aberdeen. Um, we got together beforehand and we were praying and we were saying, God, we just pray that you would just come and have your way and whatever that looks like. And so that we were just open and said, do what whatever you will. And so we went to Walmart in Aberdeen and there were so many different testimonies of what God had done and um, how God was moving and working. Um, but as we were, uh, sharing, Abby and I were, went up to this one lady and we just asked her, we said, how can we be praying for you? Um, we just wanted to come out because we know it's been such a hard year and we just wanted to pray for you. And she was like, yes, I would love prayer. And she, so we asked her, what could we pray for? And she said that she had just had her sister pass away. And so we had said, "Okay, like let's pray," and as we began to pray, um, God was just speaking through us. And then, at the end of her prayer, she was—we uh, said, "Amen." And then um, she was just weeping. She was just weeping, and uh, she said, "Thank you so much." She w- <laughs> she was just oh. she was just like I had been asking God to give me a sign. I had been asking God to give me a sign, and then you you guys come up to me in Walmart and say, "Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you?" And she was like, "I wanted to know if my sister was all right, and I wanted to know that he heard me. And so God just answered that prayer. Can like we give him a thank you. Yeah. God is so good. And even though, like, I don't know what she was going through, I don't know what she's going through, God will use our obedience to do more, far more than what we could ever imagine. And so, we had even just encountered so many, um, other different people, and we had even encountered, um, I, <laughs> Nikki and I had went up to this one lady, and we had started talking to her, and we asked her if we could pray for her, and then she told us um, that she was a witch, and so, so, uh, um, but we were able to talk with her, and then she ended up letting us pray for her, so praise the Lord for that, come Come on, so, so, God, God is so good, and He will do. He will do the heavy lifting. So you just need to be obedient with the calling that He has. Yeah. So, thank you. So
1: good, yeah. Praise God. God's wonderful. Yeah. Man, it's terrific. The witch of Walmart. Uh, I wonder how many people have asked. could We pray for you in Jesus' name. You think God is using that to work on someone's soul that He absolutely loves? Praise Jesus, Amen. Praise the Lord. And so they were a little nervous. Uh, Nikki wrote, they were, uh, sent a thing out. They're a little nervous about what will people think and this, that, and the other. And they came back, and and they were sharing, the, some of the staff were sharing with me on Thursday. They found out rejection only hurts after the. It doesn't hurt after the first or second time. You know, it's just. It's just the way it is. Just the joy and God's strength. Here's what happens. The Holy Spirit will testify. He will do the heavy lifting. But Jesus says we also must testify. When I was a kid, I was 16 years old, I bought my first car and it had holes in it. That's all I could afford. $195 car, what do you expect? So, someone told me about Bondo. I went and got a can of Bondo to fill these holes so it passed inspection in Pennsylvania. So, I looked at the the directions. How many know when you're 16, you don't have time for anything? Just what you want to do. And it had this crazy little metal tube with it that said hardener on it. I said, oh, that's just a scam. I don't need that. It's just... That's just, it's just a sales gimmick. So it'll turn like pink or be everyone, you know, I'll be advertising Bondo on my car. I'm, no, I'm just going to mix this. I'm not going to mix it up. I'm just going to put the Bondo on. It fills holes. What do you think happened without the hardener? It stayed soft. <laughs> it just to come out of the holes when it went over a bump. Okay. Here's the deal. The Holy Spirit is the Bondo. But He asked the church to be the hardener. And together we can do something great in this world. This is the words of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Praise His name. Joshua wants want you to come. You bring the band up if you would. The last thing Jesus said is, Take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16, 19. Jesus knew they wished to question Him. And He said to them, Are you deliberating together about this that I said a little while And you will not see me and again a little while, and you will see me. Truly, truly, I say to you, that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. He's talking about being crucified on the cross. You will grieve, but your grief will be turned into joy. These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, you have trouble. But take courage. I have overcome the world. Doubt our doubts and believe our beliefs. Church, Jesus has overcome the world. And he's coming back. He's not left us as an orphan, praise God. He's not drafted off on some deserted isle hold the fort till I am coming. No. He's the captain of our salvation. He calls audibles. He knows what the key issue for every one of us and what the key issue is for the times that we live in. He speaks to us. Audibles. 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 In verses 12 and 13 of chapter 16, he said new things. He said these words, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak in his own, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. An audible, just what we need, just when we need it. Awesome. an audible. Healings tonight. An audible. An audible to me. A few years ago, I want you to lead the charge and build that building over there. Lead the charge. I said, Lord, really? Really? I could be so blessed? Really? You'll use me? Really? And I had people, and I had even pastors say, you need to settle down, look at your age. And all I could think was, I'm not going to settle down. I'm going to saddle up. God knows what He's doing. Amen. We walk by faith, not by sight. We don't do things because people say we should or we, don't. we do not We do things because we say we shouldn't do them. We do them because the Holy Spirit still speaks audibles to us. Praise His name. Sometimes He changes the recipes. The Word of God is powerful, living, active. But there are some that say God doesn't speak anymore. Everything that He speaks is written down in His Word. I'm going to tell you that's not so. He doesn't change. He always has a fresh now Word for the people of God that serve God in real time. My wife likes to bake bread. I like to eat bread. Where she, uh, she's, I'm the Bondo. She's the Hardener. All right. <laughs> i enjoy it but she will tell you if you go up into the mountains the recipes changed because the conditions change when you bake bread you bake bread at sea level it's a different recipe than up there the holy spirit speaks audibles to the church this is the way walk in it praise god praise his name and i've overcome the world he said i'm going to turn your sorrow into joy Right now, I believe this is for more than one person. The enemy has stolen your joy because of the perilous times we live in or the circumstances of your life. He wants to restore your joy like you've never known it. I woke up this morning, I, I was about, I don't know, four o'clock, something like that. I, it's just one of those nights I'd wake up and I was just thinking of the goodness of the Lord. I woke up this morning with, a song of joy in my heart. God is so good. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow. Praise His name. He's overcome this world. And He said, I've spoken this so that in me you may have peace. He has not left us as orphans. Praise God. Doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs. Praise His name. Praise God. Would you stand with me this morning? I want the prayer teams to come. Yes. Prayer teams, come if you would. Yes. I want to open the altars this morning. If you want prayer or anything, as we have prayer teams coming, I want you to come. These people, that the prayer teams love God. They love His church. They love people. They're tested. They're true. Their character's good. Right here, uh, we have two teams over here. The one closest to me, George and Schuyler. Uh, you can come either English or Spanish, you come. Uh, the other two are English uh, only, primarily English. I think I, I think excuse me, no, we have a Spanish teacher over there. So yes, all right. We have the Bondo and the hardener over there. Okay, we have a combination over there. But you come. You come. you come as we sing this song. you just need the Lord to touch you. Come, come, praise His name. Praise the Lord. If You're here this morning and you want to place your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You want to take that step. If that's you, I'm going to ask you just to come. You tell the prayer team that and they'll they'll get uh, your name from you and they'll send that on to me. We'll, we'll follow up. We want to just get you in the community of faith. Praise God. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that we thank you Lord, that you've not left us as orphans. We thank you, Lord, that you will, you will testify. The Holy Spirit will testify the reality of God in this world and our lives, that you do the heavy lifting. Lord, you ask us also to take steps of faith that testify of you. And Lord, that you have overcome the world. You speak audibles today, and we love you for it. In Jesus' strong name, I pray these things. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord.